For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It's a great Wednesday in St. Louis. Beautiful weather. Counting it down to Mizzou this weekend. And you know a new feature this fall, talking Mizzou football and the Kilcoin conversation. We do that with James Carlton from State Farm Insurance. Passionate, passionate Mizzou guy as we get set for Middle Tennessee State and look back a little bit at South Dakota, the home opener at Faroe Field. We're here to talk some Mizzou Tigers. They got the opening week win, as expected, against South Dakota. And James, any takeaways other than you know, the two quarterbacks played as we expected. What did you walk away with after game one? Uh, biggest concern for certain, Martin, would be our kicker. Uh, Mevis missing two field goals and really missed a, an extra point that they got a retry on simply because of an offsides on the, uh, on the defense there. But that's my biggest concern, just because if somebody has the shanks and it seems to have been carried over from last season, Mizzou doesn't really have the offensive firepower. Uh, to leave three points on the field here and there. So I, I certainly hope that is something we can come away from on Saturday, saying, oh, that was just an aberration. Mevis is back. We should feel confident you know, anywhere on the field uh, to let him kick. And I, I just hope they get that corrected because I don't know if Mizzou has a backup kicker or a plan B. I can't imagine uh, that they do necessarily because Mevis was a you know, preseason All-American a couple years ago. I did see that Dion is carrying three kickers. That's interesting, huh? Well, if it works for Dion, try it. That's what I, that's my <laughs> mantra at this point. I thought one thing defensively, if you looked, and granted, South Dakota's a lower-tier program, we get that, but they had 35 rushes for 46 yards. So defensively, and again, you're supposed to be able to dominate a team like that, but it don't, you know some of the numbers around the other games, it doesn't always work out. That's a great sign. Uh, and then your guy Brady Cook, 17-21 to 21 out of the gate. It's hard for me to imagine him being a captain and not being the starting quarterback. I, I just wonder how much of this is Eli just kind of didn't want to hand it to him and wanted him to kind of, quote, have to earn it. I'm not sure if it was really a race in the end. Well, it certainly doesn't appear that that's the case, right? I mean, Sam Horn, what, he throws five or six passes in the second half? Granted, he didn't get the football until about five minutes left in the third quarter because the one – you know, the one thing you could fall back that the defense kind of had a letdown on was certainly that first drive uh, coming out of the second half. I think it lasted like eight or nine minutes, and there's really no excuse for a team like South Dakota to be able to sustain that kind of drive. But if we want to go on a positive, I don't want to be all Debbie Downer here, the defense held them to 62 yards in the first half. As you mentioned, their defensive line wasn't giving up anything on the run, and they got some good pressure on the quarterback as well. Hopefully next week we see a few more sacks definitely need some turnovers. I mean, that's going to be a big thing that this defense is going to have to create some havoc and enforce some turnovers, but there's a lot of bright spots, particularly the young man from Cardinal Ritter, who got, I don't know, 15 or 20 snaps, but he was all over the place. Marvin Burks uh, is certainly somebody Mizzou fans should keep their eye on. A true freshman cracking that secondary rotation, I think that says a lot about that young man and what we can expect from him uh, for years to come. I want to say you brought up his name even a week ago. You were kind of on him before. I mean, I know he's young, but uh, Marvin Burks, Luther Burton, these are your guys, right? And this is part of – we always <laughs> remind people that James Carlton is not just Carlton State Farm Insurance. Of course, you can get a quote, carltoninsurance.net or call 314-961-4800. 
part of your commitment with the NIL money and maybe steering people in that direction is you want the St. Louis kids as much as anything to go to Mizzou. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's been, you know, since the Pinkle days, locking down the Missouri borders. I mean, just if you can do that on any given year, it's going gonna, it's gonna to field a competitive roster. I mean, there's a lot of talent in the state, and we've just seen so many go elsewhere, more so probably on the basketball side than the football side, uh, but certainly on football as well. And, and to get the Luther Burdens, potentially uh, the Ryan Wingos, Williams Winnery out of the Lee Summit side of the state, I mean, those are just monster commits. Uh, that can really invigorate a program and, and, and catapult us into the thick of things in the SEC. And I am optimistic as we sit here, not that we can really break down the tape too much against a team like, San, uh, uh, like um, South Dakota, but I am very optimistic this defense is going to keep Mizzou in a lot of football games. I mean, they are deep, and they are relentless on the defensive line. We didn't even have one of our you know, maybe pre-SEC uh, team uh, candidates in um, Chad uh, Bailey, the, the other linebacker alongside. Our def- I'm drawing a blank here. What, what's his uh, name? Tyron. In front of you? Yeah, Tyron Hopper is, is certainly out there, and he was kind of quiet for, for him. Uh, but no, I'm Chad Bailey, the other linebacker on the team, he, he was out, and, and so was uh, J.C. Carley's. And so, I mean, that's their starting safety. So they didn't even feel their, their, their total defense. And I think once Bailey gets back out there, because he had a great year last year, uh, I, I think this defense, the sky's the limit, and they're going to keep the team in games. That's why I think some fans were just disappointed in the in in the way the offense moved the football, a lot of dinking and dunking, and not a whole lot of shots downfield. And I know Coach Drinkwitz said afterwards that it was it was simply because you know they were playing a prevent defense and they didn't want to allow big plays. But you know, part of you, come on, you should force your will with the level of talent we have on the outside. You know, to get bigger chunks at a time. I'm not going to nitpick a team that was up 28 to three and probably should have been up 31 to three at halftime. But if there's some things we can nitpick, we still haven't seen those explosive plays that we got used to seeing with Drew Locke and certainly with, with Chase and, and Brad before him. And, and so we, we, you know, we, we'd love to see that the offense can win a few games, not just, not just not mess up, but also go out and win a few games. And I don't know if there's a lot of confidence in the fan base from last week's game, and there's still plenty of season to come, and hopefully we can prove some against Middle Tennessee coming up on Saturday. Yeah, 6 o'clock for O'Field this Saturday, Middle Tennessee State. They got walloped by Alabama, as expected, in week one. And remind folks how it works. They call you, they get a quote, whether it's their home insurance, their car, their life insurance, they get a quote. That's all they got to do, and then there's money going to the NIL. Yeah, just mention Mizzou, and, and we will donate $20 on your behalf to every True Tiger, which is Mizzou's preferred NIL collective. And that's the name of the game right now. I mean, if we're going to compete in the SEC in the long run, Mizzou's going to have to be you know, very, very vibrant in that space, and I, I think they can be. I think, I think with, a, with two bigger metropolitan areas on each side of the state here and really only one big-time Division I football program, I think the sky's the limit, and, and I just want to help out both, you know, grow our business as well as help out future customers to see if we can save them some money. CarltonInsurance.net, 961-4800 is the number to call. All right, let's talk a little college football in general because I think Dion shocked the world as he promised he would. Uh, I'm not the biggest Dion fan, but you got to give it to a guy who can talk the talk and then backs it up. One of the most entertaining Game one, and the fact that it was at 11 a.m. on Fox, it was like the first rollout big game of the year, just the perfect placement for it because it had everyone watching, it seemed like, if you're on social media. That was as fun of opening game for a first-time coach, and not only a first-time coach because they usually open against Bowling Green or Kent State, you know, if you're a D1 program, to go to TCU. I don't know how much you saw that game, but it was just fantastic television. Yeah, I watched enough to, to realize they have a lot of skilled players, and, and particularly Hunter, 
who, you know, if he, if he continues that, if he's not on most Heisman ballots, I'd be shocked if he can play both sides of the, of the ball like he did. Uh, and then his son playing quarterback was electric as well. I think he threw for almost 500 yards, maybe even a little more. Uh, yeah, Dion wasn't getting much love in the press going into the season. I mean, a lot of people said they had one of the worst rosters in all of college football. And I know TCU, their, their game before this wasn't a great showing against Georgia. But let's not forget, they won the Big 12 and were in the college football playoff and in the college football finals. And for them to host Colorado, who nobody had any expectations for and who were a 21-point underdog, for them to go in, I mean, and from the get-go, the opening drive, they set the tone that they're there to score. And I think they're going to be an exciting team to watch. And I'm just nervous if Dion continues this climb he's going to have his pick in the transfer portal because, you know, he's got that sizzle and so many young men are going to want to go be a part of that. And so he might just, he might just clean up in the transfer portal. And who knows what Colorado looks like in a few years. It might look like an incredible hire for them. I never thought or never understood why they couldn't get kids to Colorado. Ever been to Boulder? Ever been to Denver oh, and Colorado? Like, it, it, kids are going to K-State. You're telling me they wouldn't want to go to Boulder? Like, I never quite figured that out. Certainly maybe the wrong coach here or there. But as a program, to be so bad in that setting, if you're selling kids on college life and fun and partying, I mean, that I don't know how often you've been to Boulder, but that mystifies me that that wasn't a draw before. Oh, yeah, Boulder's a – I have been there, and it's an absolute beautiful part of the country and a great college campus. And so I can see – yeah, I can see Dion doing some damage there. There were certainly a couple other good games this weekend. Uh, last night we saw Duke beat Clemson, which was a surprise. But I think the biggest surprise to me was how Florida State came out in that second half and not just beat LSU, but kind of embarrassed them. I mean, from a physicality standpoint, just absolutely pushed them around. And LSU is not a team that you see get pushed around very often. And so Florida State, they made a statement. They are for real, and I wouldn't expect anybody, or I wouldn't be surprised, I should say, if anybody has them as their early favorite to be in the college football playoff. Yeah, I thought the LSU hype, the Brian Kelly hype, was starting to get off the chart. Like, people were all in on that team. And granted, that's a tough first opponent. You're playing Florida State, but... And he said it. I mean, they got embarrassed. I, I did not see that coming. I was kind of starting to buy the LSU hype as well. Absolutely. No, that one shocked me. And then we have uh, Alabama and Texas coming up this weekend, and I'm looking forward to that. I would say that Alabama should handle them fairly easily, but we shall see. Do you think what's happening with Dion also changes the landscape? If you're a coach in year three or year four, isn't your AD going to say, well, apparently we can turn it around quicker? Apparently, not that everybody's going to compare to Dion in terms of name recognition, but I think it's going to amp up the pressure, which is already insane on these college coaches, to win sooner. I mean, kind of Dennis Gates might be a similar comparison. I mean, completely flipped the roster with a bunch of transfers, and look how competitive he was in his first year. So, and now that he's getting these really top-tier high school recruits, I mean, the sky's the limit for uh, for Coast Gates. And and so Dion just having that brand name, and again, a, a part of the country that a lot of kids should want to play at in Boulder, Colorado. Now going back into the Big Twelve, I. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a team to watch for. But maybe it's an aberration. Maybe you know Nebraska shuts them down this weekend. We shall see. But but I was really really impressed with how they came out and 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 had this fearless attitude of of just going after um, TCU. And I think that's what a lot of Mizzou fans wanted to see against a, a team like South Dakota. It's just attack, 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 and show that you have the better perimeter athletes that can go out and get the football. And we just didn't see that. Not that Brady had a bad game. I think he was. 17 of 21 yeah. for 172 yards, uh, a passing touchdown and a scoring touchdown in the first half. I think he scored. They scored a touchdown on four of their last five drives. I and mean, there's a lot to take away from that and be bullish that the Mizzou offense has improved. It's just I, I still think the explosiveness has not been on tape yet. And with the new offensive coordinator and Kirby Moore, 
We just want to see a little more, especially this week against Middle Tennessee, uh, to get tuned up before the K-State game coming up uh, the following week. Right, because if you're not going to go deep and run all over the field against South Dakota, how are you going to do that against Georgia? How are you going to do that against LSU? I think I think those are legit concerns coming out of what was a week one win. I did notice K-State is now ranked. They blew out SEMO, which is you know expected for a week one game, but that that case did. That's going to be fun to talk about next week. We'll put that on hold because that's going to be a monumental showdown. James, always fun to chew it up. Yes, sir. Enjoy. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.